And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now if you would go to Luke, the 24th chapter. Luke 24. We'll read 46 through 48. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Go. That's the command that we're given. And I think that we take this very, well, too light. Uh, God's uh, mission for us. Now, I know when I worked, I had a little board in front of me that I kept things that was meaningful. I kept things that I need to be reminded of and some scripture I use and some other things. But uh, it uh, kept my mind on the mission I was uh, to accomplish with my employer. Let me say to you, our mission as Christians is to go tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I, of course, I, you know, you know, I, I'm very familiar with the internet, and I use the internet a whole lot for uh, different things. And I got this one person that that I found that uh, I shared this with brother brother Jimmy, but this person Nick Jones, he's bringing forth uh, the things that's going on in the world today that's anti-Christ and anti-God. And I was watching him this morning, and he was talking about. Uh, uh, different things, uh, different ideas that people have got about the Lord Jesus Christ. And he uh, he was bringing out the point that uh, uh, the world is trying to make Jesus anything they want him to be and to conform to the way that they're living. And, of course, he brought out the fact that that's not Christ. Christ is God. Christ is the, third, is the second person of Godhead. And there's a lot of these people that was talking that uh, some of the ideas that they had was completely uh, anti-biblical. But anyway, the, the commission that we have as his children is to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. God commands us as Christians to be witnesses and to evangelize. Now, there's many different ways you can do this. And uh, uh, you may be involved in one sect of of evangelism, I may be involved in another thing. Uh, we can use our our monies to support uh, evangelism. See, the the really when you talk about evangelizing, uh, we're talking about a many facet uh, ministry. Now, I know uh, this church is uh, all about handing out tracts, and uh, this is good. But we that don't uh, relieve us from having a personal evangelistic program. I think one of the best ways to reach people is one-on-one. Uh, this is my, my uh, uh, I guess, uh, calling is to, to witness someone one-on-one. Let them realize the state that they're in and what the remedy for that state is. And, uh, you know, we're living in a world today, you know, I, as I was saying, I was listening this morning. One person said he thought he was a good person. This person who was witnessing to him, was Brant said, well, have you ever lied? Oh, yeah. Have you ever stole? Okay. Well, you, you, do you think that's a good person? 
well known. And before that, uh, before that conversation was over, he was, uh, I guess, uh, admitting that he he wasn't saved, that he didn't have his sin forgiven, so on and so forth. But the world today that we're living in is is so rotten. This past week, I was uh, watching uh, uh, a study on one of our previous presidents. I could not believe. I could not believe uh, that this person was so corrupt and the leadership of our, our country. I just couldn't believe it. But anyway, uh, that's the kind of world we're living in today. And people kind of make their their uh, 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 beliefs that agree with the world. Uh, another, uh, I guess, comment that I picked up on this morning, uh, most people are influenced by the world. Uh, we need to be influenced by God's word. That's what we need to be influenced by. Even Christians today, and me included, uh, give too much uh, place to the world. Uh, we'll get uh, sometimes, uh, I know Brother Jimmy not long ago said he, he don't really watch the news that much anymore. It's very depressing. <laughs> uh, I don't know exact words to use. That's kind of what he said. Very depressing. We don't need to be depressed. We need to be looking toward God and not toward this world. Pretty hard to, sometimes to, to, to push it out of your mind because it is a corrupt world that we're living in. And even the people that call themselves Christian, uh, it's, they're, you know, even the, the, some of the churches here in the United States of America, uh, call themselves people of God, but they've got a corrupt, idea about what God's plan is for this world and that Jesus came and paid that sin debt and that by trusting in him we can have we can have eternal life I heard one person this morning talking they said well we, we live two lives we live a life here on this earth and we we live we're going to live a life in eternity and I don't look at that uh, another I go back to another thing that I heard uh, someone bring to my attention, once that you're born again, you've entered into eternity as a child of God. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't live life here on this earth and life, uh, so to speak, and eternity. Uh, my life with the Lord Jesus Christ as being a child of God began when I trusted him as my Savior. All right. Now, God demonstrated his evangelistic heart by the fact that he sent his only begotten son and made him a soul winner. Notice what Jesus said. Look at Luke, the 19th chapter. Luke, the 19th chapter. Look at the 10th verse. The son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, a lot of times we think about uh, Christmas season. We think about, and, and, and by the way, I've had some concern with my own thinking about this. We want to make the Lord Jesus Christ the baby in the manger. But remember, he was the word of God manifested in the flesh. 100% God, 100% man. And so uh, we need to get those, maybe some of those visions that we have about it. Uh, and put uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in his right place. He is God, and he was God. God's son, only begotten son, 
that died on the cross of Calvary for our sin, and now is at the right hand of the Father, according to God's word. Now, a truth that needs to be emphasized to every born-again Christian, me included, all Christians have been charged with the responsibility to tell other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Spread the gospel. Uh, one of the best ways to do that, I, I'm thinking, is uh, is giving your own personal testimony. You know, it's not been a few weeks ago, Brother Chris gave a tremendous testimony. Tremendous testimony. Now, anyone hearing that, that has really, uh, their eyes has been opened that they are lost. Anyone hearing that testimony, man, this is the way I need to go. See what, see what a draw that has. Uh, when you see people uh, on the on the job, I know I can think of several people that this applies to. The way that they live their life, uh, the things that they say, the way they handle themselves uh, with other people is a great testimony. But they don't relieve us from telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ, what he's done in our life. This is the reason I'm this way. It's because I'm born again. I've trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. And my sins have been forgiven. Not that I'm a perfect person, because I will never be here on this earth. We have to ask forgiveness every day. And we need to give God 100% credit for the ministries that we're involved in. And give God the credit for salvation. And uh, it's through His Son. And I've said this many times, and it's completely true. Jesus is what the Word of God's all about. Amen. Jesus is what the world, the Word of God is all about. It's God's, it's God's love to us that He sent His Son to pay that sin debt. Now, for thousands of years, man tried to make a way other than that, and it was a failure. So God, and He made a way that we might escape death. Now, I got this other guy that I listen to quite a bit. He's always talking about life. He said, I want to be, I want to have life. And that, you know, he brings out completely life comes through the Lord Jesus Christ and no other. He's talking about eternal life. He's talking about, uh, a born again child of God. And he speaks of life a whole lot. It's, uh, it's true what he says. But anyway, the believer is to evangelize lives. It's not an option. It is a command from God. Not often it's a command from God. So when I resist and say, well, I'm not going to evangelize, I'm doing wrong. I need to ask God to forgive me. He commands us to evangelize, tell others about Lord Jesus Christ. Not a choice to be considered, but it's a command to be obeyed. Command from God. And we read this in the scriptures this morning. In fact, the marks that a person is truly a born-again child of God is that he tells others about the Lord Jesus Christ. That, that'll be a fruit. That'll be a fruit that they'll have. It's one of the ways that you'll know that they are a child of God. And we're living in a world today where people have been misled by the million. You know, we're not talking about richness. We're not talking about, but God has promised that he would richly bless us. I've been richly blessed in my life. 
I look back over my life, you know, he brought me through Vietnam. He brought me through a lot of trials and trouble. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I, I've thought about this son. Uh, I never I never even had thoughts about Vietnam to mount anything after I left. It was just kind of like if something happened in something I seen in a book or something. And that's the way that's the way that that my attitude toward Vietnam was. Now when my friend, Arm Christian, when she's gone now, my friend, when he came into my life, he reminded me that of some of the things that happened. And I'd even forgot about it. I mean, I'd already laid all those thoughts to rest. Well, that's a blessing. I know people today that, as a matter of fact, my brother there couldn't give it up. He wanted to talk about that kind of thing. But uh, he's, he was a born-again person, and I think he's in, in heaven. I'll see him one day. Uh, we didn't have a lot of face-to-face -face, uh, uh, here on earth, but someday we will. But I'm a thankful for the, those kinds of blessings. Now, <clears throat> we also hear in a lot of the different uh, uh, church settings, using that word loosely, you'll hear that God wants everybody to be rich. Look here at me, I'm rich. Yeah. Well, blessings come in a lot of forms. He may want you to have money, but he wants you to live for him and to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary. That's not a gift. It's a responsibility that we tell us. Yeah. You know, some people say, well, I just can't. Uh, well, let me tell you something. Anything God tells us to do, he's going to be there to help. Right. Now, he expects us to put forth the effort to step one foot from the other. But he'll be there to help us. He don't give us any command that he don't equip us with. And they will come along and say, why you just can't talk to people? They're going to make fun of you. They're going to do Who cares? My job is to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Who cares? And so a mark of a, a truly born again child of God is that they tell others about Jesus and what he did on the cross of Calvary. That their sins might be forgiven. This is what we call the Great Commission. Now, what's meant by this term? It's granting authority. It's granting authority to someone to carry forth a work, a job, a duty. Now, I know what, you know, when in the work setting. It's been a while since I've been there now. One on 20 years. Exactly. Can you imagine? You know, I'm going on my 19th year now that I've been retired. And I was thinking when I retired, well, I, well, I might live another 20 years. But here I am, 20 years later, or nearly 20 years later, working on my 19th year. <coughs> but while I was working, I had certain things I was in charge of. I mean, I was commissioned. I was uh, given command in that area. I was given authority in that area. And uh, whatever I said, and I, by the way, I just shared with you, 
and watching some of the things about one of the previous presidents, I couldn't believe. But he had complete authority. He done some things that, in my mind, was bad. But he had authority. He'd been given authority by the American people by voting him in as president of the United States. When I was at work, I had different things that I was in charge of. People looked at that at that area and said, yeah, we're in charge. Whatever he says, go. Well, what has God told us as his children to do? Go and tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. A commission. A, and he will be there to help us. The devil will be there to hinder us if he possibly can. What an awesome command that we've been given as Christians. We've been commissioned to go tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary. And we call it the good news. That's the gospel. Good news. Now, again, we live in the United States of America, no doubt, the most freest country in the world right now. And we're seeing our freedom. We're seeing the things in this, in this country that maybe is sliding in the wrong direction. But we're still living in the freest country in the world. Uh, a blessed country. And uh, uh, heard someone say just the other day, in 2035, talking about our freedoms being gone and that China would uh, catch up with us and, and India would catch up with us and, and some of these other great powers on the earth today. Now, 2035 is not very long. I just got through talking about it. I've been retired now going on 20 years. Appetite is pretty quick. Think about it. They're saying we're on that course now that some of these other great powers in the world are going to overtake us. Now, we, we look at history. The Bible tells us nothing is new upon the, on the earth. We look at history, and we see what's happened to some of the countries that's turned away from God. And so we didn't expect that in the United States of America. I just think it's going to I, I won't be here, probably. Many of you won't be here. Go sign in, I'll probably go be. Maybe some of the others. Uh, but I won't be here. But look what we're leaving for our children as a country. And it's 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 a fearful thought what they're going to go through with. Let me tell you right now, there's Christians in this world today that's being killed because they are Christians. I've seen example after example of that just recently where I've read about people that were stoned to death because that they were Christian, because they tried to share the gospel. Pretty cheap for us to share the gospel. I mean, we can walk out right now and go down the street. You know, somebody say, well, look, that crazy person. That's what you might call that persecution. But that's not death threats. So it's pretty easy sometimes. And I, I've heard Brother Jimmy bring this up a couple times. Wow, it's easy. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's don't wait for whatever year it is out in the future when it becomes hard. We're being blessed by having that opportunity. And it's it's such a great thing to be able to tell others the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said before, I think one of the greatest ways to, to witness to people is one-to-one. Get to know them, let them get to know you, 
And by the way, I've, I've given an illustration not too often long ago, and these numbers are, are out of date, so I'm paying attention to the numbers, but the thought's still there. Someone had wrote that there's 138,000 more sinners in the world today than it was yesterday. 138,000. And if all the lost people in the world were lined up 30 inches apart, that uh, it would encircle the globe not once, not twice, not three times, but 30 times. We're talking about now. I'm standing here. Does Jamie standing here? Just a giant and go around the earth 30 times. That's a lot of people. Then he went on to say, if one of the advantages of the day that had a lot of influence were to uh, witness and have a, a conversion of, of, of every night of the year, a thousand people, a thousand people every night of the year. They would take, and I don't know if these numbers are completely accurate or not, but it would take over 10,000 years to win the entire world. Now, I don't know if any of you ever played this little game of, I'll work for you for a penny today, a penny today, and uh, double it tomorrow. That's two cents tomorrow. The next day, four cents. The next day, it's eight cents. You ever played that game? You know what happens when you get to 30 days? You're a multi-millionaire. <laughs> Same way this holds true here. If one person will witness to another person and win one person a year and teach that person how to win another person in a year, talks about and gives all those examples, it only takes about 32 years to win the entire world. Good. And I, I think, you know, that I played that game with that. You know, that sounds, that sounds ridiculous. Give me a penny today, two pennies tomorrow, four pennies the next day, eight pennies the next day, and I'll work for it. I'll dig you a whale, I'll carry you, I'll build you a house. And most people jump on that, oh yeah, I'll do that. Not realizing the power of math mathematics. Same holds true here. The pyramid effect, you know. So it's very important that we win someone and tell them how to win other people. Again, I'm concerned about this for myself with others. They've come to the realization of their their condition and they come to the certainty of accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Don't drop them there. We're living in a corrupt world. But we're under attack as Christians. The devil's there to defeat everything that's been done if he possibly can. Remember, this world and this establishment is being controlled by the devil. But we're God's children. We belong to God's kingdom. We belong to God. And and I, the, I, the comment I made a few minutes ago about this person said we live two different lives, one here on this earth, and one for eternity and eternity. There's two different lives you can live here on this earth. You can live, either live a worldly life or a godly life. Thank God that I'm in that godly. In that I'm reminded of another story I read. These are all true. He said when the Titanic, the Titanic, and they were bringing forth this example, Titanic sank, and, and all the people were killed that were killed. 
And they said they was, I believe it was Liverpool, but they had two boys. People known to be saved and to be alive and people known to be lost. And he was bringing up this, <laughs> this uh, as an example. You're either in one or the other group. You're in the saved group or you're in the lost group. Saved group or lost group. Thank God that we're in the saved group. I think everyone here is saved. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Praise God. Now, <clears throat> so it's very important. No Christian should feel as if he cannot be a personal witness. Now, number one, we need to realize that we're all failures. I mean, the best we can do is not good enough. Well, with God's help and the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and we'll get into this a little bit more in a few minutes, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. Because God has commissioned us to do it. He's made promises in his words along these lines. He'll always be there to help us. He has the power. He has the power to help us. Now, uh, sometimes, you know, you question you know, things that happen in your life. Let me tell you, God wants the best for his children. And, but number one, he wants them to evangelize and tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. And indeed, every Christian, you are born again child of God. You uh, are given the leadership of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lives within us. And let me, let me say this. We, we need to keep this in mind. We are the temple. We are the body. We are this me, I. We trust the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit comes into our being to give us leadership. Now that's when we start thinking about the word, the tent, the, the uh, tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, uh, Paul uses that several times. We need to, we need to realize Everything that we do, and we say that we're a born-again child of God, is an example to other people around us. It is a witness to other people around us of how a Christian should live. Very serious when a Christian don't live a godly life. Even though they may be saved, very serious. Well, the devil will use that if he possibly can to hinder in every way he can. Look at that, what songs all down. We need to get our eyes off of herself and realize that God in the third person lives and resides within us to give her leader, give us leadership. But we need to get our eyes off of us and put our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and following him. Now notice what it says in God's word. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye You'll be witnesses unto me. This is in Acts, the first chapter, speaking to the early Christians. Every Christian can witness. Every Christian should witness. Every Christian must witness in order to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Call yourself a Christian. You should be Christ-like. What's Christ-like? 
Now, I know that that word is used very loosely today. You see ungodly people today that say they're Christians. You know they're not Christians because there's no fruit there for Christians. No fruit. You know, you see, I don't, I don't bring out specifics, but you see, I'm Christian. I, 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 you know, I believe in God. On so forth. But we are witness to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a fruit that should be abundant in our life. By all means, if you go to the workplace, or go to the home place, or go to any place, and somebody uh, <clears throat> speaks your name, your witness should be that you're a Christian. And they can firmly say, well, he's a born-again Christian. Not like the world sees it. That's the way God sees it. We trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me say this. Soul winning winners are not born soul winners. We're made soul winners. Number one, until a person is born again, it can't be a soul winner. That's the reason why you see so many people today that saying, Help us spread the gospel around the world, but you never hear any gospel in their message. None whatsoever. So I always get me and you'll get rich. Do this. Do this. You know, so I don't hear any gospel. I'm thinking, why would I want to give that message? They're not spreading their gospel. Because they don't know. They're ignorant of the things of God. And there's many other reasons why they're doing it. We won't cover that. And what the Lord said, and he saith unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I want to follow, make you fishers of men. There's two or three thousand I want to bring forth here. I know a little bit about fishing, not much. I've not been fishing much in the last few years. Got tools to go fishing, but I just don't go. But I do know that every time I go fishing, I don't catch fish. I don't catch fish. That's a principle implied here. Every time that we go tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ, they don't necessarily accept it and act upon it at that point. They may lay it later. By the way, that's another thought. If you plant a seed in someone and the right time in their life comes and they allow that seed to come into their life, you know what an influence you'll have today Ten years from now, five years from now, tomorrow, whatever. Don't get discouraged. God didn't say that you were going to save them. He said, "Go tell them." That's right. <laughs> oh, a lot of times we I said, "Well, that didn't do any good." You don't know. You don't know. God didn't command us to determine if it was good or bad. He said, "Go." All right, expectation. I went a lot of times fishing, not caught anything. Matter of fact, I think the last time I went, I might have got fish for maybe two, two or three hours. Might have got one little nibble. I went with my brother. I, I, I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. He caught one little bitty fish. You know, I mean, little bitty fish. But it was absolutely a disaster as far as fishing is concerned. And catching fish is concerned. But 
don't expect to catch any fish if you don't go in the first place. So the next time you go fishing, you might have good results. Now, most of the time I go and I'll catch what we call a mess of fish. You clean them, you got a mess of fish. Sometimes I have some that I might be able to put in the freezer. And somebody said, well, those were effective. And our eyes, yes, it was. I, I can't apply this, to, this example to Christianity, but uh, we may go tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ, and in our eyes, it might have been a faith. But God will use, he says, his word will not return to him void. We don't know what kind of results is going to be. You know, I listen to a lot of messages. I'm talking about biblical, evangelistic, uh, soul-winning messages. The preachers preached years ago. You know, you can get on the internet today and listen. Some of them you can't see, but you can hear them. You know, some of the old preachers that we uh, heard about, you can actually go on the internet and hear their voice. And I'm thinking a lot of times those messages that were preached that's on the internet, how much effect are they having on people today that are hearing those? They haven't gone to be with the Lord years ago. So when you give someone the Word of God, the truth of God's Word, don't be discouraged because something didn't happen at that time. Rely on God's promises. His word will return to him forward. Now on the day of Pentecost, 120, they received power in the Holy Spirit. Like God said, he said if they would receive power. Now, I know a lot of people use some of these examples, use some of these examples in the wrong way. What happened at the day of Pentecost. So we're not about talking about that. We're talking about God gave them the power they needed to witness. And because of that, we've seen great things happen. Church was able to. We too, we can learn, receive the power, and allow the power of God to help us in our witness. 